Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Wednesday, September 29th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The battle over masks in Missouri schools might not be over despite key decisions by a Boone County judge. One of the rulings rejects a motion for an injunction to stop mask mandates for students. The other limits how many districts can be sued by the state. The attorney general's office is suggesting that it still might continue the legal fight. Those decisions mean schools throughout Missouri can still implement mask mandates, at least for now. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports. Boone County Circuit Judge Brooke Jacobs denied two motions from Attorney General Eric Schmidt over his lawsuit against the Columbia Public School District's mask mandate. In addition to rejecting the preliminary injunction, Jacobs also denied Schmidt's motion to apply class action status to its suit against Columbia schools. If Jacobs had approved putting schools together, Schmidt would have been able to sue other districts that implemented mandates all in the same suit. Now the suit only applies to Columbia. Speaking for the Attorney General, lawyer John Sauer said if the motion to certify the districts as a class failed, the result could be varied in inconsistent standards. Sauer told Jacobs the Attorney General's office would refile the preliminary injunction, this time just against Columbia. I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri lawmakers are weighing potential responses to an order from the Biden administration requiring vaccinations for businesses with 100 or more employees. Democratic Representative Ian Mackey of St. Louis County supports the mandate, calling it a requirement to keep workers safe. On whether state Republicans will respond to the order through legislation or a lawsuit, Mackey believes the courts would be better suited to address the matter. Anything we're going to pass in Jefferson City is going to be, you know, the most it's, it's going to be a laundry list of grievances against the Biden administration in the form of a resolution, you know, essentially a middle finger to D.C. That's all that's all we can. That's about the only power we have. Mackey made those comments on Politically Speaking. The episode is posted at stlpr.org. The process of reducing the number of wards in St. Louis by half is underway. Voters approved the reduction nearly a decade ago, and as St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, it will likely continue to be a contentious and lengthy process. Aldermen have attempted numerous times to block ward reduction, but now the deadline is looming. An amendment to the city's charter requires a plan by the end of the year to reduce the number of wards from 28 to 14. 10th Ward Alderman Joseph Balmer is chairman of the committee overseeing the process. He says members will meet weekly over the next several months to redraw ward lines. That's despite opposition from a pending ballot initiative that seeks to assemble an independent commission to oversee the redistricting process. To us, the ballot proposition is their worry, not ours. We do our job. We do what we're supposed to do. We are the elected officials. This is our job. And we have to complete this process and do it as best we can. Balmer says aldermen will need to work together to get it done. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri's Economic Development Director has resigned to take a job with Ameren. Rob Dixon says his resignation will be effective October 22nd. He has been Director of the Economic Development Department since 2017. Governor Mike Parson says he's confident the team Dixon built will ensure a smooth transition. Parson is considering several candidates to lead the department until a new director is appointed and adds the acting director will be announced before Dixon leaves next month. 
The Cardinals are in the playoffs. They beat Milwaukee 6-2 last night to claim the final National League wildcard spot. It's the Cards' franchise record 17th win in a row. Manager Mike Schilt. You know, I know what this group's about. I know how they prepare. I know how they care. I know um, how they compete on the field. And um, not at one turn do they ever give in. Our thanks to Bally Sports Midwest for the audio. The Cardinals will travel to California to take on either San Francisco or Los Angeles in next week's wildcard game. Farm tractors are supposed to be used in the field. Sometimes farmers drive them on highways when they need to get from one field to another. And that's when deadly problems can arise. Reporting for Harvest Public Media, Rich Egger tells us about one woman's effort to remind drivers to share the road. A lifelong farmer in western Illinois, Tim Sullivan, was driving his tractor on a stretch of highway north of Macomb a few years ago when he was struck from behind by a box truck. The impact threw Sullivan from his tractor, killing him. He was 64. He loved farming. It made him happy, and he got to do that every day. This is his youngest daughter, Teresa Young. She says as their family drove from the memorial service to the cemetery, they were comforted to see the route lined with tractors of all sizes and even lawnmowers as the community's farmers paid their respects. It really made that drive after the service a memorable one and a beautiful one. And the site sparked an idea in artist Kelly Quinn, a lifelong Macomb resident. The image of all those tractors at the intersections really struck me. Quinn says Sullivan was respected and loved in the community. She wanted to use art to honor him and remind people to share the road with tractors. But she knew she needed help to turn a brown, crumpled 1939 Farmall tractor into a colorful monument covered in mosaic tiles. I typically use this material. It lasts longer than paint, and it's a little bit fresher and newer looking. It took a couple years of donations of money, materials, and time, but on a sunny and warm late summer afternoon, Kelly Quinn unveiled her latest piece of art, Tractor Town. A mosaic with tiles of every color of the rainbow and more cover the tractor, painting pictures of farm fields, wind turbines, and puffy white clouds. Quinn believes this work of art is one of a kind. Yeah, anywhere, anywhere in the world, nobody has mosaic to tractor before. So <laughs> it's a special first, and it'll be neat that it is from Macomb. The mosaic tractor now stands at the intersection of two highways and a train crossing near downtown Macomb. We're looking at trying to prevent any future deaths by making Macomb a place where there is awareness through a, a very unique project of mosaicing antique tractors and well, putting them on pillars so people see them. Tractor accidents are by far the leading cause of death and serious injury in agriculture, according to the National Ag Safety Database. Around 250 people die each year from tractor overturns, runovers, entanglement, and highway collisions. Josie Rudolphy, who researches agricultural safety and health at the University of Illinois, says despite the dangers, farmers use tractors just about every single day. We do know that farmers are very aware of the numerous hazards involved with their work. 
but they often consider those hazards part of the job. And part of the job sometimes means using public roads to get from one field to another, especially in the spring and fall. Rodolfi says some states, such as Illinois, now require new farm machinery to include flashing amber lights and red reflectors. A colorful array of lights festoon the mosaic tractor. Teresa Young says the Sullivan family is touched by the project. In fact, she was one of around a dozen volunteers who helped piece together the mosaic, including a depiction of the family's sesquicentennial farm. That's really a special thing for us to have and do and show our children. The artist, Kelly Quinn, hopes the project will get people talking. The talking about it is really important. If people are thinking about tractors more, maybe there'll be fewer accidents. Quinn says she's not done reminding truck and car drivers to think about tractors. Her goal is to mosaic several more tractors and display them around Macomb. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Rich Egger. Harvest Public Media reports on rural life and agriculture in the Midwest. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.